Podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Jackster Podcast. If you are a longtime listener, welcome back. If you are new to the show, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And uh, make sure you hit the likes and follows and all that good stuff. Yeah, smash that like button. Or join, <laughs> join more specifically, join the Facebook page. If you've, if you've got a Facebook account, which mm-hmm. at least most people in our generation or, and around our generation do, or at least many people in our sphere do, uh, make sure you follow us. Follow us at Facebook. Yeah. It's real easy to find. The Gen Extra Podcast, right? Something, something along those lines. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, so Joe, uh, actually speaking of generations, I saw this yes. really funny video on, I don't know, it was one of them reels or something, Instagram, maybe. It, it was this guy who was, if you've ever seen these before, they show like, uh, you know, boomers, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, millennials, you know, like they show like all yeah. the, the different stages yeah. of things that different generations do. Yeah, they love that kind of stuff. They Good do. For making lists. Oh, yeah, and they're funny. But this one that I saw, it was, it was how the different generations handle airports or show up to airports. Oh, okay, and, okay. <laughs> The, the extreme was really funny. Like uh, the boomers was like, you know, they're, they look really nice. They're, you know, they have like their, all their paperwork and their uh, maps of like the airport and like where they're going. Maps. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, just I'll jump right to the, uh, right to the, like to the Gen Zers. And it was, they show the guy dressed up in like pajamas and <laughs> <laughs> like fuzzy slippers. <laughs> like That is so true. <laughs> they don't. I, they, they, I, all every every flight you go on, you see someone like that who's literally dressed I, in freaking pajamas. I have seen that, yes, and I have seen that more often as I have traveled over the past couple of years. Where and I've thought about it. I'm like, I know, it seems I'm like, like such I, a good idea. I'm like, why be on? I mean, okay, yeah, you look like you're wearing your pajamas at the airport, but who cares, right? Yeah, yeah. If you depending on how long the flight is. It will yeah. actually determine what I wear and maybe what time of day I'm getting on the flight. But yeah, I'm not opposed to wearing like sweat, like sweatpants, like athletic pants, you know, to be like super cozy. Yeah. 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 Uh, but for the most part, you know, jeans, you know, or from flying, if we're flying like into Florida from here and it's cold here, that's like something you got to deal with because I'll go to the airport wearing shorts, even though I'm freezing ass cold when I get there. Oh, I know. I've done the same. I don't want to show up. To like Miami and just in jeans and just be absolutely roasting. So I'll suck it up for a little bit to get from the car to the airport in shorts. You know what I have done a couple of times? What's that? It's that I if I have a if I have a personal carry on or backpack, Mm -hmm. I've changed. You know, swapped my pants. Oh, like once you landed? Yeah, at a um at at a stop or layover. Okay, that's a good idea. Right. You know, go to the bathroom, quote unquote, swap right. your pants out. Yeah. I've, I've done that because, yeah, leaving Northwest Pennsylvania, it's like 30 degrees Fahrenheit going to Florida where it's 90. 82, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's jarring. When you, when you walk off that plane and you just get like smacked with like the humidity when you walk outside. I guess oh, not yeah. The plane, it's like a hair dryer, I, especially in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's muggy, man. Or, I mean, like the anything on like the coast, I mean, it's just hot over the muggy. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the West Coast is just so much more dry. I wonder why that is. We should we should have somebody on the show and answer that. 
uh, it's called Weather. That's okay. I, I was going to say that, Joe. But <laughs> <laughs> no, there is, I mean, no time for the show today, but there is, there is a reason why Florida is, has, is more humidity than, say, like Arizona, right? But um, say, well, we can save that for another time. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because wouldn't you think that like, like the air coming across the, uh, that would be the Pacific Ocean, right? Is that right? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Like from, from California, yeah. So. Right. Comes across and then, I, I know like it hits the Rockies and, and, and shoots up in the air, collects a bunch of, uh, you know, snow and, and moisture, and then it dumps off the other side. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just rambling. Here, I should not is. even think about this. Oh, you have an answer? Here it is. Here it is. Welcome. Welcome to, to the quickest version of You Got Facts or Joe's Got Facts on the Gen Extra podcast. California does not receive the humidity, or at least usually doesn't get the humidity that mm -hmm. a place like Florida gets because of its coastal mountain ranges. Oh, as so I was, on to, I was on to something. Yeah, okay. You were. You were. Right. Because they both have water next to them. So what's the difference, right. right? So as hot air rises, it creates a low pressure area that draws in coastal moisture, but the moist air rises over the mountains trying to get in, and the moisture drops out of the air. Uh -huh. So there you go. Oh, dude, I was actually onto something there. Look at me. All right, okay. I mean, I don't know if I was spot on, but I was pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what the hell were we even talking about there? Oh, airplanes, airplanes. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I guess that's I probably the show. Yeah. All right. Hey, good talking to you guys. Let's, let's, let's end it right here. Uh, no, but anyway, so actually, there is one thing I need to, uh, I do need to mention is, this is our 150th show, Joe. Did you know that? 150? I knew it was coming up. I knew it was coming up. Okay, cool, cool. I didn't well, prepare cool. anything for sound I effects or an event either. Nope. It's just, it has been, it is my peak busy season right now. So it, yeah. like I had no time to prepare for anything like that. We're lucky we're recording. <laughs> yeah. It's been so busy, but it's good though. And this is my, this is the time of year where I'm just like swamped with pictures. Oh yeah. I got, I think I have like seven or eight or 10 some odd weddings, 11, 12, maybe I don't know. A bunch of them coming up right in a row. Cause I don't have, I don't have a Saturday off or I have one Saturday off. But it's already claimed for uh, uh, like a family thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, like all the way into like November, uh, weddings and then uh, just photo shoots. I've, I've had photo shoots every day this week, every day next week, every day the following Man, week. So I'm like, you're just uh, slammed right now. Yeah, like fingers crossed we don't have any bad stretches of uh, weather. So because I'm going to be fighting to reschedule people. But anyway, so yeah, if you've if you've been with us from the uh, from the beginning, all the way back, uh, we're almost three years in. We're getting close. Yeah, uh, 150 episodes later. If you've listened to every single one of them, thank you. Uh, and we're you, sorry. Yes, yes, that's a good point. <laughs> On that note, we're also sorry. Uh, <laughs> but no, if you're if you're relatively new to the show, uh, you don't need to go all the way back. I, I don't recommend it. It was uh, I don't know funny because we don't, we don't, we don't. People ask you and me where they should start at the beginning, and we're like, no, no. <laughs> midway maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go to like season. I don't know, episode seventy-five. Start from there. Maybe, maybe a little lower than that. Maybe sixty or seventy. I don't know. To be fair, there is some good content, but the quality wasn't there as far as uh, the show. I yeah, swore I mean, a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I curse a lot. As I as I showed in that one episode, <laughs> the f bomb barrage. Oh, <laughs> which is an absolute classic. By oh, the way, yeah. I mean, I would I wouldn't have had it any other way. No, it was actually shortly after that that I stopped swearing so much on our podcast. Yeah, I mean, most of our shows really generally come in at about a PG-13 rating. Like, yeah. we don't, we, we might get an S 
an S word here or there or an, like an occasional, rarely an F bomb, you know, nowadays. Yeah. And if I do slip, it's usually pretty, yeah. pretty subtle, like yeah. under the breath a little bit. So, so have your family listen. Yeah. Invite your family to listen to the show. We're, well, we well, are a family ish friendly podcast. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like with the not cursing so much is because you can have it on your car and not be like super worried that we're going to be blatantly yeah. slinging F-bombs everywhere. Right. Now, I can't promise 100%, but yeah. like, you know, we're getting, we're, our percentage of not swearing every per minute is pretty high. Yeah. And I never know for sure if I didn't. So like, I still click the old explicit button. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can we do well. Yeah. There's other reasons to do that too, right? It's just to make sure yeah. you don't get caught any of the other rules and stuff that have passed the last couple of years. Yeah, I have to amend I have to amend something before I forget. Oh yeah. What's up? Because you got you got me down this road of why California doesn't get the humidity oh, no. of, of Florida. <laughs> was I was I so wrong? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. Like the first point was right, but then what happens is you scroll down a little bit and there's like there's like a dozen other reasons why California doesn't get the humidity of Florida. And I just want, you know, I want our listeners to, to have a better, well-rounded view of that. A lot of it has to do with the ocean temperatures of, of, each, of each state, the surrounding ocean temperatures, uh, the hot desert winds mm -hmm. coming out of um, you know, Arizona and Southern California also absorb a ton of the humidity. Okay. So there are, just FYI, there are actually a dozen, sign, a lot of good scientific reasons why California doesn't get as humid as florida and uh if you want to go look them up they're out there yeah i like when people give the argument too when they're like like oh it's uh it's 90 there huh well it's 105 you know over here somewhere yeah. somewhere on the west coast I'm like, look, <laughs> yeah. i get it man it's hot it is hot right but 90 degrees here in the humidity of the east coast is yeah. different man it is hot super hot <laughs> you always get the it's a dry heat <laughs> that's you know? true it is it is a dry heat Right. It is. It's a dry heat over there, which I mean, yeah, look, I've been in 90, 100 degree dry heat and it, it is more bearable. It is definitely than 80, 90 degree humid heat. It's not really humid heat. That's not that's the wrong word to use, but like the humid environment of, say, well, basically anywhere that gets humid, you know, like Florida yeah, or the East Coast, along the East Coast. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different. But anyway, let's uh, actually. Oh, you know, one thing I do want to mention too. I saw this. Uh, I saw this article. I guess we should before I get into that. Um, I suppose we gotta let people know we're doing the show. We're already ten minutes in. Uh, we have a couple uh, media, the uh, I guess recommendations, perhaps. Yeah, we'll call we'll call it media picks, media recommendations, media notes. Media notes. I don't know for sure if mine's a recommendation. But that's but it's not always supposed to be. We don't always do recommendations. Sometimes it's a. Sometimes it's not a recommendation. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell people not to watch this movie that I'm going to talk about. But anyway, uh, the other thing we're going to do is uh, we're going to do a new version of a game we were playing. We were going to do song lyrics, real or fake, but I did not have enough time because I was so busy to prep for this. Uh, so I decided I'm going to do something a little bit different. So I'm going to ask Joe. I'm going to see how knowledgeable he is on 90s music. Stuff that we grew up with. These will not be, you know, songs that are on B-sides and buried. Like, right. these are going to be popular songs that I know that we listened to, you know, back in our teens and early 20s. I'm, what, but the way the game's going to play, I'm going to read you lyrics yep. in, in a monotone fashion to see if you can guess what song it is. And that will be the game we play. 
I always fear these games, right? Because I always, I always, I know I have a generally good understanding of a lot of the rock and alt rock pop and stuff that you and I grew up with. But then sometimes when you put a person like, even though I grew up with it, you put me on the spot. Oh, you I, know, your brain, you know, you forget stuff all the time. I don't expect you to do well at this actually, because okay, unless, like, unless you know the song in and out and you know those lyrics. Yeah. I'm not going to start out with like uh example, like uh, like come as you are by, by Nirvana. Sure. Fair the, enough. Yeah. The first lyric I'm not, I'm going to read you is not going to be come as you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dive somewhere in the middle to kind of make it a little bit trickier for you. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that gets tough because a lot of people probably know a lot of the broader sentences mm-hmm. and words and phrases in this in those songs from like the 90s and 2000s and and if you pick out the 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 minor portions of the song where people kind of gloss over or they don't know what they're even singing, that's going to be tough. Exactly. Oh, like the Eddie, Eddie Vedder song. Uh, <laughs> you mean every single one of them? Yeah. That one that we uh, we we didn't make fun of it necessarily, or did we? I think we did a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we did. We yeah, did. we did. All right. Uh, and the last thing we're going to do is uh, we're going to talk about some urban legends. You found yeah. a handful. I plucked a couple that are specific to Pennsylvania. So we'll have, uh, we'll have some of those to talk about. I've been wanting to do this segment probably since we started the show. So it's, it's, it's a segment that I've always forgotten to put on our list, and we're finally getting to it. Almost three years later. Yeah, finally. All right. Yeah. Well, finally, we're getting through then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do our media stuff here. So we actually both watched the movie that you're going to mention. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and uh, give it a give it a mention here, and we'll, we'll talk about. Oh, it. So I watched the. I don't. It's it's definitely it's theatrical. It's a movie, but it's a retelling of a real life event. It's called Air, and it is the story of how Nike took a risk, uh, for lack of a better term, on creating the Air Jordans. The, the inf, you know the, the shoes that are you know famous today right the, everyone knows what an Air Jordan by Nike is but what and, and I know that sounds like the most boring thing you could possibly watch on screen but oh, dude, it, was, it, it was so good it was so good that that, that just the way that and, it, and it's another I mean another it makes it sound bad but it's another Ben Affleck and um Matt Damon. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon movie and the characters that they play Matt and the Damon. way that they what oh yeah Matt <laughs> I could not <laughs> I know right we can't we have to do yeah. it um, but go ahead sorry but the way that they dramatize the risks that Nike took to create a shoe that even they even themselves they didn't they didn't even think the plan was going to work took a risk to reach out to you know Michael Jordan and create his shoe is just such a fascinating story to watch be retold on you know in a in a movie format now of course you know they like most hollywood dramatizations they they do exactly that they dramatize it a little bit they drum up the characters a little bit more so oh, they're yeah, a little course. more exciting and stuff right but it's a really good it's a really good movie and it's a really good change of pace too right with all of like the superhero schlock out there which actually i'm about to mention oh, a little yes. bit about coming up soon mm-hmm. Right. But with all the superhero schlock out there right now and 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 regurgitations of like of like other, you know, properties being remade, which I will be talking about. I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. This is a really good change of pace. And I I, I don't know what your opinion on it is, but I think I think it's worth checking out. It's totally worth checking out. It's such a good show or movie because they there was so much behind. I had no idea that that Nike's Air Jordan went through what they went through to get him to to do it 
because yeah. at the time Adidas was like, they were like Adidas and Converse. They were like the shoes for the NBA. Like everybody yep. was wearing those. Nike was known more for like track shoes, running shoes. They weren't in the basketball shoe market heavily at all. And they, they wanted to secure like a few different ball players. I hope I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, you find everything we're going to talk about is going to be the first, call it 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So we won't, I mean, we won't go be, let's not, let's just not go beyond that. Right. I'm not going to, it's hard to spoil too. Obviously the end is they got Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that. It's you like, can Google it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the lead up to them actually getting him was really good. And they, but I don't, I don't want to dive too deep into it. I don't want to ruin you know certain plot points, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's fascinating the way that Matt Damon, uh, he was like the sales person, the salesman, uh, yeah. to go out and pitch this to the Jordans. Yep. And uh, Ben Affleck like owned the company. He wasn't totally even on board with it, but you have to watch it. It's such a good show. I keep calling it a show. It's a great movie. Uh, yeah, check it out. Totally recommend. Any other I notes on that? Agree. I agree. I think it's it's not gonna it's not gonna set the world on fire, but it's just a good, solidly written, well acted dramatization of a real life event. Definitely go check it out. Yeah, people aren't gonna be talking about it like they're like Avatar. You know, no. it's not, it's, yeah, it's just a good flick. It's not Avatar. It does, and it's not trying, you know, I guess I should say it's not trying to be Avatar. You know no. what I mean? It's, it's clearly a, a dramatization. So, anyway. Yeah. I think we talked about that before, actually, with, uh, with Matt Damon and Avatar, that he, he gave up. Was it, no, I thought it was Will Smith. No, well, I don't know if Will Smith no. was also asked to. Or was it Matt Damon? Some, yeah, someone gave up being the lead actor, right? Yeah. And they were offered, they were offered 10% of Avatar. He was, I mean, Matt Damon, and he turned it down. I think he turned it down because he oh. was like rapping the, one of the Bourne movies. It was Damon. It was. Yeah. yeah. He's talked about it publicly that he's like, he's like so embarrassed that he had to turn that down. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I would have been so rich. <laughs> I mean, and we're talking about degrees of rich at this point right. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the other movie, let's move, we'll keep moving on here. The other movie that I saw, and then we'll talk about your last one here. I watched the live action remake of The Little Mermaid. Okay. Joe. It was Yes, yes. Okay. I I hear you sighing. I know. I don't I don't hate remakes. I don't like I actually enjoy some of the live action remakes that have been made already. Yeah. This particular one wasn't bad. It was you know what I think it is for me? Okay. It's the same reason I didn't love uh, Aquaman. I loved everything about Aquaman when they were on land. I just don't like that style of like underwaterness that they're doing. Sure, right, right, right. It's weird to me, and, and, it, I, and I, yeah, I just it don't love it. It doesn't. So I was gonna say, in a cartoon form, it probably translates better. But when you start, when you do it in quote unquote real life, right, is what you're saying. Is yeah, it doesn't translate well to the screen for you. Yeah, like 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 with Aquaman, they're all being all Aquaman-y down there and like they're <laughs> and they have obvious like CGI'd hair. Uh, I, they do a good job. It's not painfully obvious, but you can tell. And yeah. I don't know, just, it was good. I'll say this. If you are a little mermaid fan, like growing up, you know, you love the movie, obviously give it a watch. You'll enjoy it. I didn't, I saw little mermaid like once when I was a kid, I couldn't even remember what the heck was happening. Like, uh, like I'm like, like, did she get legs? Did she get on land? Like, I don't remember. And yeah. I couldn't remember any of it. But so it was all relatively new to me. Oh, so you weren't even that's that's interesting because the most 
the most complaints that I've seen about it, and I'm and I and I have I haven't personally seen it, and I, it's probably I know my 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 wife and my daughter did. I did not see it, but one of the biggest complaints that I saw from it was that a lot of folks disagreed with how they changed or translated some of the scenes from cartoon to quote unquote real life. But yeah. you, but you weren't watching it that way. You were actually just kind of watching it as a, as the movie that it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause I didn't really know what was coming up, what was going to be happening. I could not remember the total, like the whole plot line of it. Yeah. Uh, but the little, the little fish, one of them's uh Sebastian. The other one's, I don't know, flipper or something, whatever the names are. But Flounder, I think. Flounder. Flounder. Uh, they were actually really good, dude. The little crab, he was hilarious. He had, he had like a Jamaican accent. Yeah. <laughs> I love that little crab. So it, it was a good movie. Like, uh, oh, one thing I'll mention that did sort of take me out of it was, uh, I cannot remember the guy's name. He played Ariel's father, the king okay. or whatever, the king of the ocean, Merman. Merman. And Merman. Merman. And, uh, <laughs> It was played by the guy, if you've ever seen uh, No Country for Old Men, he was like the bad guy in that, in that movie. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he, he has a very interesting accent too. I think only because I've seen that movie and I, all I could envision with him as the merman character merman. Was, was him from No Country. And okay. It was okay. like I couldn't separate it, and like I'm like, oh my god, like he was so horrible in that movie, and now he's playing this this uh, this beloved merman king in the Little Mermaid. I don't know. Right. So it's a complete right. It's a complete 180 from what they were playing before, right? Yeah. It, Which is fine. I mean, name, I get it, but his name, uh, Javier or something. Javier Bardem. Yes, that's Javier it. Javier yep. Bardem. Yep, that's him. Yeah. I. But, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that would be tough, too, especially if you saw him in something previous to that. But your take on the rest of the film was that it was, it was okay? It was okay. Fine? I mean, it was fine. Uh, I, I probably would have never maybe watched it by myself, but, the, you know, okay. wife was really excited to watch it, and uh, my daughter and her boyfriend watched it, and, uh, yeah, it was all right. It was what all right. was the general consensus in the room? I think pretty much that, yeah. It. I think it was that when we were all done, we're like, eh, it was all right. Like, okay. <laughs> like, it like, wasn't, like uh, you know? Yeah, it was just, it was good. It, it was like know. basically, like, would you call it like the vanilla ice cream of movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, okay. like, uh, what was the other live action? They did, they did a bunch, but. Well, they did Lion King. They did, uh, they did. Um, Lion King was awesome. Uh, uh, they did Aladdin. Aladdin I didn't uh, love that much. And no offense to Will Smith, but I didn't love the Will Smith uh genie like i didn't care for that totally sure uh i know it's tough because robin williams was the old genie and going from not that not that either actor is you know I, I don't know if one's better than the other but like going from robin williams to will smith could be jarring just because of their acting styles too yeah i mean i love will smith as an actor he's amazing yeah, yeah. i just didn't it just didn't fit for me i thought it was a little bit i don't know goofy i don't know it was just weird uh, what was it? They did uh, the the Beauty and the Beast with uh, what's her name Emma Emma Watson, and I enjoyed that one too. I'm not a huge fan of any movie that just where people just break out into song. <laughs> so is none of them are like totally my jam, but yeah. I think probably my favorite one would have been the Beauty and the Beast. I really did like that one. That was good, although Beast was a little funny looking. <laughs> 
But go I ahead. only yeah. saw I only saw portions of it, and I heard, and, and that's the one though, or it was I can't remember if it was that one or this the one that came after it that really set Disney down the course of we're going to remake everything. Oh yeah, because it did well, and also at the time it was kind of it was kind of a novelty too, like oh wow a live action version of something that really arguably you know should be a cartoon, right? It's and that's what and it, that movie did so well that Disney's like. Well, let's just remake let's, everything. Yeah, let's do them all. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, oh, they, they, I, they, oh, the Snow White, the Snow White ones, they're called like the Huntsman movies. Yeah. Those are actually pretty good too. I think Angelina Jolie plays like the big, I don't know, big well, those bird are, looking thing. Yeah. And those even fall into like a special category of, of, they're not even, so there's kind of a difference with them in that they're not even meant to echo the original Disney Snow White. They kind of live off in their own universe. They do. Because Disney Disney is doing Snow White real life remake soon. Oh, no, that wasn't Snow White. That was something else. But no, I saw they are. Oh, my God. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, the, the one I'm thinking of is called uh, Maleficent. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And that's a whole that's a bit. That's like a spinoff different universe. Yeah. Yeah. Then then the then the next Snow White remake that's coming up here in a few months or this year or next year or something. I saw a picture or like a, a six second video of uh, of this like everybody like in costume and Snow White is like walking yeah, with the with yeah. the dwarves. Spoiler, they're not dwarves. They're not dwarves anymore, right? I, what the heck is going on with that? No, I they're mean, not. They're, we're not gonna touch this topic with a twenty foot pole, but they're not <laughs> right. I know dwarves yeah. anymore. We must be careful, right? Why they are not dwarves anymore? Could could they not find the, uh, dwarves? You know, people with dwarfism to play or, these roles, right? And, and, and we're gonna get too far down the rabbit hole. On I this, know. Right? I know. There I know. were a, there were a lot of viable options open to Disney about either. Finding actors to do it, actors and actresses to do it, or CG, or a combination of the two. They just chose to throw the entire concept in the trash bin. They did. <laughs> Let's get some people, but make sure, make sure that we are uh, diverse in our choosings. <laughs> like it's just weird. I, I, right, and we're not we're not going to get into. It. I don't want to get into it here. But like, I know, I know, I know. They either. just, I just, I just find it surprising though. To like your first point, that they didn't offer the roles to people who might actually want them. Exactly, or that would just fit the role. I, so anyway, anyway, yeah. So let's uh, let's touch on your last uh, media recommendation because I've already seen this. You finally started yeah, watching. I finally, finally got caught up on this. Um. You and I, you talked about this a year ago or a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. right? You you told me to go watch The Boys. Yes. The Boys on is, Amazon. Yes. The Boys is what The Boys is. Get, get everyone caught up. It is a re. It was not a remake, but it's an adaptation of a comic book of a superhero comic book. Except the twist is is that most of the superheroes, not all of them, but most of the superheroes are either completely corrupt or just awful people or they have major flaws mm -hmm. right and it, it also kind of pokes fun at like the system of superheroes how how in in the world of the boys it's actually just a giant money maker for a corporation it's not really even about public safety but anyway the point is i finally sat down on the couch and watched seasons one and two of the boys the suction, and, doesn't it? and it was 
I got to say, it was awesome. It was way better than I was expecting. I expected it to be decent. Mm-hmm. Like I expected it to be okay. Like I'll call it like average Netflix slash Amazon Prime type production. But it is way better than I expected. The the, the lead character of the main of the of one of the main characters in the show, Homelander, mm-hmm. who's basically a Homelander is basically a version of Superman, except he's the corrupt, you know, man child yeah. version of, of, of Superman. <laughs> he's got mommy right? issues, yeah. Yeah, he has severe mummy issues, right? Like you like, I'm not giving anything away. You right. find this out like immediately, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Such the a good actor, show. the actor, and all of the other actors in this series are excellent too, but the actor who plays Homelander just absolutely blows me away because I was not ready for that level of characterization. I thought it was going to be kind of cheesy. I kind of thought that like there's no way they're going to be able to sell this character convincingly. But it is definitely if you like if you're getting sick and tired of super of like the general superhero type presentation that we've seen for the past 10 years, mm-hmm. definitely go check out the boys on Amazon Prime. I'm two seasons in out of three. They greenlit a fourth season. And I absolutely cannot wait to finish watching the third season and get caught up on the fourth season. It is so good. It is not what you're expecting it to be. And that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Oh, dude, like you said, the the guy that plays Homelander, he is so hateable. But at the same time, like there's moments where you don't hate him. And he's so good. dude. This guy needs to get like an award for his his performance in the show. So I do want to make one one point about the boys. The, the, the company they work for is called Vought. I have a T-shirt with the Vought logo, and it says Vought underneath it. <laughs> nice. Uh, because I'm a, I'm a dork. I like to wear obscure shirts that maybe not everybody gets. Yeah. And every so often, somebody will notice one of these shirts. Like right now, I have, I have a, a Nostromo shirt on. And if you don't know, you don't know. But Nostromo is the, uh, the ship in Aliens. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> I'm yeah, a dork. You're very... You like you you like pop culture shirts. Like I wouldn't even say shirts. pop, just more culture shirts. Yeah, they're okay, they're okay, they're obscure yeah, culture. Well, maybe maybe call it nerd like like you said like nerd culture shirts. Yeah, more right? nerd culture. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a better name for it. But anyway, so we were at Giant Eagle and we were getting some uh, stuff from the deli, and this guy was like he was kind of hovering around a little bit. And I saw him kind of looking here, looking there. I'm like, okay, well, obviously this guy's waiting to get some get some meat. So I'm thinking like, all right, we'll be done in a second. Like, stop lurking. And uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We start walking away, and he goes, "Hey, hey." I'm like, "What's up?" He goes, "Is that a Vought shirt?" I go, <laughs> <laughs> "I go, yeah, it is." And he, he gives me like a fist pump, and uh, yeah, oh like, yeah, like, like knucks. And uh, he's like, "Dude," he goes, "That's awesome." He's like, "That's so cool." I'm like, "I know, right?" I'm like, "Not many people like even watch the show, and it's fantastic." He's like, "Oh, I love it so much." Talk for a second. Anyway, so fast forward like 10 minutes later. We're still walking to the store. And I see him walk by the aisle. And he like stops, turns. He was looking for me. And he came back up to me. He goes, I just got to ask. He goes, which character, which superhero would you be? <laughs> it's, it's I'm a like, weird icebreaker. Like, yes. I'm like, no, it's a total no, icebreaker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is perfect. Uh, but anyway, so I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like Homelander all the way. I'm like, minus all the mommy issues. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like, come on, man. He's like, he's like Black Noir. He goes, Black Noir is where it's at. I'm like, he's pretty good. I'm like, but you know, I'm like, Homelander, dude. I'm like, he can fly. He's got laser eyes. <laughs> yep. You know, I, people may be wondering, I want to mention this before we close the, before we close our little uh, segment review on the boys here. 
uh, I didn't know too what kind of what kind of fiction it was going to be either. Like when you originally told me about it, I wasn't sure if I was walking into like like a comedy or just a strict draw, like a just like a drama. I would definitely put the boys, and you tell me what you think about this. Mm-hmm. I would definitely put boys squarely into what I call the dark comedy genre. Yeah, it's definitely dark. There are funny moments. It's and they're funny and but gory. It's not like, right, and it's but it's not in your. It's not funny. It's it's not this. <laughs> there will be no laugh tracks. <laughs> no, and there's none of that either. No, there will be lots of this. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> there we hit our quota for sound effects. But it's but it's it's a it's a dark comedy dramatization. Like it's it's yeah. not. It has its funny story beats, but it's also a relatively. It does does cover some like relatively serious topics too of course you're like so be prepared be prepared for a lot of um gore twisting and i was i was gonna say like just twisting in like the scenes like it goes from like one scene to another and it's like a complete you could have like a complete tonal change that still matches the feeling of the overall series yeah yeah it's good though but yeah if you if you're not a big fan of gore it's not it's not I mean, it's gory. How to say that? I'm not going to try. Well, it's not, but it's not, it's not like torture porn. No, 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 no. It's just, it's, it's, it's as if you actually saw superheroes doing on screen, the things that they cut off of screen. Yeah. That's what they're showing. Yeah. Yeah. Like what would Homeland or what would uh, Superman's eye lasers really do to somebody? That's what you're going to see in the movie or in the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. We'll stop talking about the boys and people are like, all right, look, we're over it. Get on to the next bit. Stop it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, we got like 25 minutes left. So let, let's actually, let's move on. And we're going to go into the, uh, uh, how well does Joe know the 90s? Yes. So, um, let's just jump right into this, man. So I did pull up one. Again, these are all very popular songs. I know you've heard all of these. Okay. I'll do like four or five of them. You know, I'm not okay, going to make we'll this see, like We'll a, see how I do. I mean, if I'm just crushing it, then like, I mean, yeah, throw some more at me. Okay. All right. So here you go, Joe. Here's your first one. Remember, I'm just going to read these lyrics. I'm not going to sing them. Okay. Uh, and I will play the song briefly, just that little bit for you. Oh wait, so I do, I do get the song. No, I'm not giving you the song. I get the song after. You get the song after, whether you get it or not. I'll still play a little, got it. A little bit. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, so here we go. So here's the first uh, couple lines here of this song. Uh, I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. Oh my god. I don't. Oh I don't believe that anybody feels that way. I do about you now. Do you know it, Joe? That's all you're getting. Yes. Yes, I know it. Oh, I knew you were going to do this. Oh, shoot. Five seconds, Joe. Oh, I'm going to, I am going to kick myself so hard. Are you ready? Would you tell me what this is? Are you ready? I'm just going to play it. You ready? You ready? ready? Yeah. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had it. Yeah. I don't believe that. There it is. You know what's funny, too? If you would have said it, in beat to the song. Oh, I you would have totally got it. I know. That's what makes it so hard. <laughs> because I I have played that song on guitar and sung those words. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't put it together when you said it in when you just when you just you spit it out like in a sentence. Yeah. Oh, I know. It makes it really difficult just to hear the words spoken. Yeah. All right, okay. Let me pull up okay. uh, let me pull up my next one here. I mean, just in case it, it was Wonderwall. By Oasis. <laughs> it was yeah, okay. Yeah, it was Wonderwall. <laughs> oh, this one might be. This one might be too easy. Hey, I, I need 
I mean, I you threw you threw a softball at me in the first one, a song that I've literally played with my own hands mm-hmm. and sung with my own voice, and I still didn't get it. So I need a softball. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> All right. Uh, started to deserve this. Leaning on my conscience wall, blood is like wine, unconscious all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Bush. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, is, that, is that glycerine? Nope. No, but you, no, no, it's no, right. No, you got no. the right band. You got the right band. No, got, it's Bush. <laughs> it's um, 16 Stone is the album. And uh, I don't want, is it Come Down? Nope. If no, I had it on. all again, I'd change it all. If I had it all again, I'd change it all. Uh, Machine, is it Machine Head? That it is. Yes, Joe. Yes, machine Head. Okay, okay. Finally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Still, still to this day, an it's album that I can album. definitely listen right through. And I, I appreciate the, um, <laughs> I, pr- I appreciate you just prodding me along there too. <laughs> you have, you're right there, Joe. You're you, right there. <laughs> you got it. You're almost there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, no, 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 no. You didn't hear that, did you? I did. No, I didn't hear anything. Okay, okay. Find. Okay, so here we go. Uh, here's one more. Uh, well, I can't help but be scared. <laughs> Let me try that again. Well, okay. I can't help but be scared of it all sometimes. And the rain's going to wash away. I believe it. Well, she's got little, or she's, wait. Oh, well, she's a, what kind of line is that? Oh, well, she's got little bit of something. I figured there'd be an A in there. Uh, in God, it's better than nothing. Let me keep uh, going. I, man, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, and in her color portrait world, she believes that she's got it all. Okay, okay, okay. I know um, you know the lyric. I, I do. You know what though? I think this is. I might be able to name the band, but I don't know if I actually named the title of the song. Okay. I don't like this band. If if this is the one I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. is this is this Matchbox Twenty? It is. It is Matchbox Twenty. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the name of this song though. Yeah. What what's what's the title of that song? Three A.M. That's oh, it's right because the oh, that's right. It's because it's three a.m. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Okay, yeah. I I I confess, I do not like Matchbox Twenty. That's okay. Do you like Matchbox Twenty? Um, I didn't mind them growing up. I didn't listen to them like hardcore, but you know, there, there was definitely a few songs I enjoyed. They they were to me, they were the they were the ice water of of the '90s alt rock bands. Like, hey, here's a. Is a glass of water, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah, they, were the, they were fine. Yeah, they were fine. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's one more. One more. All right. Uh, we'll do this one, and then I do want to move on to Urban Legends. Okay. So we okay. don't run out of time. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to spend more time on this again, another episode, but we we blab too much I, in the beginning. Here's what I like, though. I like the whole because these lyrics I would recognize in a second if you just sang if you said them to the beat of the song when you flatten it out I have mm-hmm. no idea I, I, it's very tough I know I'm not looking forward to it when you do this to me yeah right <laughs> alright here we go uh, touch your lips just so I know in your eyes love it glows so I'm bare boned and crazy for you oh when you come I cannot say the next line because I'll totally give it away alright 
Oh, man, I, I this I, I have is it is it a band that I am very I'm assuming it's a band that I'm familiar with, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like eventually you would would you, do, are I'll you give it, I'll give you the next line. You ready? Okay, yeah. So it says uh oh when you come crash into me. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dave Matthews band yeah. Crash or uh, yes, Crash, yeah. Yes, yes. I I bought that album mm-hmm. on a whim when I was I think that came out 94 or 95, I think. I think it was 95. Yeah, somewhere like 96, I, maybe. I remember I bought the tape because I was still buying tapes at the time because I had a tape deck. Um, I bought that on a whim because I knew their first album was decent. Mm. And man, I probably wore that tape out. If you found it today and tried to play it, I don't think I could. Now, I don't really like Dave Matthews. I don't like Dave, modern Dave Matthews band as much. But Crash uh, and that that whole album was just just fantastic. Yeah. I've admitted on the show before, I'm not a huge Matthews fan either. But I that album, there was definitely some pretty good songs on that I, oh, I yeah. still enjoy. Uh, most of his songs I don't really care for too much. Uh, it's just his style. I think I talked about it. Oh my god. All right, let's uh let me see here. I'm just checking something real quick. Oh, I found it. Okay, here we go. All right, so let's uh let's jump into uh Joe our Urban Legends. I don't, I, I don't Urban Legend. I don't know if the sound yes. effect will work, but we're gonna do it anyways. Here we go. Oh yeah. It's time for Urban Legends, Joe. And and that's actually the end of the intro. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. It's good. It's a good intro to something we may never repeat again. That's true. Probably won't. There can't be that many urban legends out there. Well, I mean Yeah, there probably is. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we do repeat this someday. Let's see how far we get. Yeah. All right. Let's start kick it off, man. What do you got? I love right, urban, well, I love a good urban legend. Okay, so just kind of back it up a little bit first. Like, I I always wanted to do this segment specifically because there are some urban legends, even today, that I still hear repeated as true. Now, not all of these do I I hear that, right? But many of them, I either was told by somebody who should know better. Mm -hmm. I'm including teachers that I had. Oh, like they believe in it. Yeah, like I, I'll I'll give you a prime example when we get in here. Or I've heard them recently, or I know they're bunk, mm-hmm. but they're just so ridiculous that I want to talk about it, right? Yeah, I mean, most of them are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I mean, they made a movie. Remember, they made a movie about urban legends called Urban Legends. Do you remember that from the nineties? Wait, 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 they did. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. It wasn't the best movie, but it was uh, it was fine. It came out in like ninety nine or something like that, ninety eight maybe. Okay. Yeah, I just call it Urban Legends. And it was about some, okay. some dude that ended up killing people dressed as the urban legend. Oh. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't real. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, oh, uh, this, yeah. What do you got? What's your first one you found? So, the, the, the one of the, the, this was not one that was told to me. This is one that I, I think some people at least know is complete and utter BS. But one of the ones I still see circulating around today is that Mr. Rogers rest in peace, was a Navy SEAL before he became Mr. Rogers. That's not true? 
No, it's not true. No. Wait, wait. So you're saying I believe you've that. Seen this too. Yeah, I thought that was true. <laughs> no, Mr. Rogers was not a Navy SEAL. For before. real? For real. Huh. Did you know For that Bob real. Ross was a drill instructor? Did you know that? I don't I would seriously have to check it. <laughs> okay. If he's if he wasn't, I'm gonna feel real dumb because I believe that too. He's talked about that on his show. So that's gotta okay, be. Okay, well if he if he's literally said it. Yeah. But Mr. Rogers, there are multiple places you can go to verify this stuff, including things like his own family's like, you know, dedication to him as a person. He was never a Navy SEAL. In fact, he was he he pretty much grew up not doing anything like that, pretty much the complete opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And eventually eventually found his way into producing that show uh, for for PBS. He was not a Navy SEAL. So if you're still out there believing that Mr. Rogers was a Navy SEAL before he became Mr. Rogers, rest in peace, you can just take that little nugget of information out of your brain wait, 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 and throw wait, wait, it away. Was he a sniper? Was that it? There's There are very... So, oh, you bring up a really good point because there are variations of the urban legend depending I, on where you read it. Yeah, I thought I remember hearing he was a sniper too at one point. Yeah, he... It was... There are variations. He was a sniper... He was a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. He was a Navy SEAL sniper, right? He was a special, a different special ops commando. I've seen this flavor. I've seen it flavored multiple different ways. None of them are true. And he, he wore the long sleeves because he's all tatted up. Is that true? Yeah, no, no, not at all. Not in the least. Really? Bit. Where'd all these come no. from? <laughs> I, I, I guess that's a good question. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how something like this. Somebody just made it up. Starts. Yeah, he. In fact, he attended Pittsburgh's Theological Seminary in the 1960s. Okay. He was a he graduated the Bachelor of Divinity and was ordained a Presbyterian minister. That does not sound like anything that I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Huh, what a weird uh, a weird rumor. <laughs> yeah, and he ended up going into television. Yeah. Right? He ended up working um he he did some, you know, producing and floor directing until he found himself in the sh his own show. I like thinking that he was a sniper. I, I mean, it is. I like that story you know, better. I, yeah. <laughs> I think that's why people like urban legends so much because there's it, probably some part of our brain that doesn't want to know it's not true. Yeah, that's true. It's just more exciting, I guess. Yeah, it is more exciting. Yeah. I mean, hey, but Mr. Rogers was a great man regardless. He was. You know. All right. So well, there you go. Do, uh, do another one, and I'll do one of the ones from Pennsylvania. Okay. This one I still see repeated, and I'm surprised that you and I haven't run into it in some of our more recent stuff. There is a, an urban legend that says you can take a tooth and get rid of it. Like if you like a, I don't know why, I don't know why you do this, but if you leave a tooth in a glass of soda overnight, mm -hmm. it was so powerful. This is like one of those things to scare kids off of drinking pop that the soda is so unbelievably powerful that it will dissolve the tooth into nothing or near nothing. Okay. It's completely false. Yeah. I mean, you would think it would be. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that too about uh, uh, like if you soak like a piece of beef, like a steak, in Coca Cola, it will yeah. be gone by morning. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's another variation. <laughs> it's another variation. That was, now Coca Cola can be used as a cleaning agent in very particular ways, but it's generally not because of the Coke. It's because of the carbonation in there. Okay. Now, and I, now I do remember, to be fair, I do remember some things that we did 
in elementary school where we showed how Coca-Cola would dissolve. I think it might have been an eggshell if given enough time. Oh, really? I think. Hmm. But there is absolutely no way a steak or tooth is disappearing overnight if you drop it in some Coke. That's this. The best I can find on this is this. This was a drummed up urban, urban legend that kept getting repeated to get kids and young right, adults. Scared of drinking pop, yeah. Right, because the idea is that, oh, if you drink pop, that sits inside you. What do you think it's doing inside of you? Nothing. Nothing. What do you What do you think your stomach acid is doing inside of you? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's way more. That's way more. Uh, uh, yeah. Corrosive. Not corrosive, but yeah. uh, acidic. I mean, pretty. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's, you don't want that outside of you. You keep that inside. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to do one of mine from Pennsylvania. Mine are definitely along the lines of a different vibe than yours are. Yours are like pop culture-y urban legends. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine are like spooky urban legends. I thought I thought that's what we were going for. <laughs> so I found so, some. Uh, I found some uh, urban legends. Yeah, they get, they get that way. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So I found one. It's actually based out of Erie. So this is uh, it says uh, the the storm hag in Erie. Have you heard of the storm hag? I I have. Have you? Okay. I, I don't remember the story though, and I because I know I read it. It might have been at, at the Tom Ridge Center. I'm not sure. Go ahead. All right, so it says, through Pennsylvania, or though Pennsylvania is landlocked, we do have access to Lake Erie, a member of the Great Lakes, which are notorious for violent and unpredictable storms. Presque Isle is an area of the Great Lake uh, notable for a large number of shipwrecks and disappearances that have, mm -hmm. occur that have occurred there. Uh, this is where the storm hag is said to live on the bottom of the lake, uh, emerging only to feast upon unfortunate sailors she has venomous nails, strong, wrath-like arms, uh, green-pointed teeth, slimy green skin, and cat-like eyes that the last thing her victims ever see. Like a siren, she sings uh, an enticing song immediately before attacking. That's the mm. legend. Okay. That is an odd legend, I'll say that. I, that, is, that is quite, I mean... This just sounds so made up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a legend. And now she would. Okay, so was the point that uh, I'm assuming that it was a of of previous generations, right? Like, oh yeah. Uh, like ship ship faring and, yes. and or shipbuilding and ship construction and when the lake when the lake was filled with you know a couple hundred years ago, right? When the lake was filled with you know with boats. ships, boats, ships, whatever you want to call it, right? You know whether. During the during the various wars that would span, like right, the ships wouldn't come back; they'd get you know swallowed up by the lake, and yep. uh, they would just start the old rumor mill up and be like, "It was the ship or the storm hag. The storm yeah. hag got him." Like, what's that? Oh, let me explain. It sounds, you know, to me that sounds like the makings of a movie. It really does, dude. So it, I could call it storm hag. Dude, they should. They should. There you go. If you're listening, uh, someone make that movie. I'd watch it. Yeah. All right. What's another one? You got another one, Joe? Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were bringing it. Yes, I do have another one. This is one that was told to me by multiple teachers growing up. Multiple, I'll call them basically social studies or you know history teachers. Mm -hmm. I heard this from at least two teachers, if not more, growing up. After, the, um, after World War II, and, and the United States basically had massive manufacturing advantages because well quite frankly the rest of the world was mm -hmm. rebuilding mm -hmm. uh there everything coming out of the, the the made in usa label especially at the time was super important and super valuable because manufacturing coming out of the united states was 
was prized. I mean, and it still is today in many aspects, but uh, at the time it meant like, hey, this came right in the United States, probably the only place, it's one of the only places that still has a, a lot of working factories and et cetera, et cetera, and a booming economy. Mm. So there, the way that the urban legend goes is that a town in Japan, mm. shortly after World War II ended and they were rebuilding, changed the name of the town in Japan or city, whatever you want to call it, to USA or U or USA. Oh, really? So that, right. So that when they made whatever it is, textiles or shipped, you know, built something or manufactured something, they could put on it, they could stamp on it, made in USA. USA. Right. Yeah. Made in USA. Is that real? So this is like one of those split type things. Like this is what I'll call the, the urban legend and the how its context is not true. There's a portion of this urban legend that is true, but I, I find it interesting that I remember specifically, I think it was middle school, seventh, sixth or seventh grade social studies, being told that this happened and the town changed their name to USA because the Made in USA stamp was so valuable that they needed to do something to get back. It's, and it's utter BS. First off, there is a town in Japan called, it is called USA something. It's actually, it's, it's actually a spaced city name. It's like USA something or other. Okay. The town has been named that for, well, as long as the town has been there, which was well before World War II. It okay. was well before World War II. It had, it had nothing, there was, it was, it's actually a, it's part of the Japanese language. There's nothing about it that is, ha ha, we called our town USA so we can stamp made in USA on it, right? So there's, there's kind of a misconception there that, because people point to it at a map and go, oh, look, there it is right there. So it must be true. The town has been there. I, I forget what the number was, but it was there well before World War II. And the town, the city was never a major manufacturing center. That's like what I was going to ask like was, it, it, did they move manufacturing to USA like at that time? And, and But the, and, the story changed or they just didn't do it at all? There was nothing. I don't know if they ever made anything in USA worth talking about, but there was no history here, basically. Okay. Like nothing came out of this town that was stamped made in USA and had like a little flag on it to try to fool people into thinking that it was made in the United States. The only, what I could find when I looked at people who researched this rumor said that what this looks like is what happened was is that people kind of found the town name on a map and then started to talk about it as if, well, they must have changed their name, right? This must be what they're doing. When right. the town has been there, I think they were there for a hundred, a couple of hundred years before World War II. So, so maybe they just jumped to conclusions. Exactly. And then, and then it grows into an urban legend and right. people say, oh yeah, in the 1950s, a Japanese town changed their name to USA so that they could stamp made in the USA on it, which they never did. All right. Well, so, good to know. And, and I like that one because I was literally told that when I was in middle school and it was complete BS. Well, to be fair, uh, they didn't have the internet to research it. So they took it at the, at the face value of the urban legend, not even realizing uh, well, it was an it, urban legend. I guess that just goes to show you, you know, little things like that. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, think. Maybe something you have to look up later in life, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, now I'm starting to wonder about any ones I may have heard. Uh, but no, uh, yeah. But yeah like, like I said back then, urban legends probably just went rampant because you couldn't really research like the origin no. of it or to see if it was true or false or what. But <clears throat> yeah, with, with, uh, with having such uh, information at our fingertips, uh, it makes it a lot easier to kind of uh, you know, determine for ourselves it, whether this is BS or is. not. 
It is. We do live in the information age, to be fair. Like a lot of these things were probably told from teacher to educator to right. person. And it just spread all around. And then they end up telling it to their social studies class who yeah. believes it. Like, no kidding. That's that's fascinating. I have uh, no way to well, check this. But yeah, I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. All right. So I'm going to do I'm going to do one more here myself. Uh, and then right. we'll do the wrap up here pretty quick. Uh, so this one's called the Goblin of Easton. Okay. Uh, it says uh, folklore states that a greedy monk who worked at a mission, wait, at a, yeah, at a mission in Easton, <clears throat> in Easton, Pennsylvania, uh, made a fortune from blackmailing wealthy people who confessed their sins to him. Oh, mi- oh, like a, okay, I get it, a mission. Okay. Um, let's see. He grew incre- increasingly forceful with his uh, coercion until they finally, until he was finally hanged. For beating a frail elderly woman to death. This is a horrible story. Yeah, what, what, what are, where are we going? <laughs> My God! All right, so the mission, the mission was not rid of, the mission was not rid of the evil monk so easily. However, his body sprung to life. What? And transformed, transformed into a monstrous ghoul uh, before the crowd. My ass. Okay. <laughs> he disappeared into a nearby forest and then returned to only feast upon the remaining monks in his old mission. Uh, soon the other monks fled and left the building to crumble. That is a, uh, that's it. It's a, where, it's a, where did this supposedly happen? In Easton, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I have not, I have not heard of this. This is really, this is really wild. Yeah. The goblin of Easton. Yeah. I've never I mean, heard I, of this one either. I know. I, I wonder if it's kind of like a local thing. It has to be. I mean, these right? are local urban legends. Yeah. These are not like widespread pop culture, you know. No, no, not like not like the the ones that not like some of the things that I found. This is this must be very local too. Have you ever been? I'm assuming Easton is on the east side of the state. Yeah, where I don't. Hell, I don't know if I've ever been it? to Easton. Easton, PA. I'm put. I'm putting it in the. Maybe. Magical computing device it's, right now. It sounds like it's a small town, so it's probably I've probably driven through it, maybe. It is. I'm gonna tell you where it is in the state. It is oh yeah. Easton is on the eastern border oh. of Pennsylvania. Center East Pennsylvania, basically. Okay. So it's like it's way over there. It's as far it's as you can. It's not far from Allentown. It be, uh, it's not far from Allentown and Bethlehem. Oh, okay. I feel like we've been through there before. Philadelphia, it's it's a little bit north of Philadelphia. All right, I bet my wife might. She 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 went to Philly quite a bit for work. Maybe she's so, been through there. Maybe so she saw the uh, own... the goblin. I was gonna say, yeah, you might want to check in with her because it seems they have their own goblin. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. All right, let's do one more of yours, and then we're here to wrap up here. Okay, sounds good. This one, this one today still comes up. I still hear people say it, and when they say it, I don't do the thing where I go uh uh. I just kind of laugh. Mm-hmm. And I say, say to myself, that's not true. Walt Disney, I'll just, I'll just say the fact. I'll, I'll get beyond the urban legend. I'll just go right to the fact. Walt Disney whoa, whoa, whoa. is not. What's, what's the urban legend? The urban legend is Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen. Oh, I think I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. That he, when he died, wished to be frozen so they could bring him back to life or his body would be preserved. There's a bunch of different there's a bunch of different versions of this urban legend but he's not frozen there's he's he's never been frozen there there's a he a fact i'm pretty sure he was cremated pretty much the exact opposite of having your body frozen Mm -hmm. but 
for some reason, from what the research says, is sometime in the 60s or 70s, based, it's not clear why, probably because people, because Walt Disney was a big fan of science fiction and that uh, he talked about like what the future may be like someday a lot, that it, people started to assume or started to circulate that he had his body frozen to preserve it, which he not never true. did, okay. which is not true whatsoever. And it's funny because I, it doesn't happen very often, but I'll be somewhere and I'll think this thing is, I'll think this urban legend is completely dead. And someone will say something like, yeah, you know, Walt Disney's still frozen. <sighs> like, no, he's not. I didn't know that though. I like, I think that's the last thing I ever heard. I, it really, you know, well, though it is kind of funny cause it really does, uh, it really does give a new uh, meaning to the term Disney on ice. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's great, Joe. You waited all episode for that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, got, but I got it out there. Yeah, you did. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, no, I bet everyone at home was like this. I'm sure they were. Yeah. So let us know in the comments. How hard you laughed at that joke? Uh, that was a pretty good joke. I appreciate that one. All right. So actually, you know what, Joe? Before we go, I'm going to do one more song quiz. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let's let's do it. You better get this one. This one is a little bit more obscure, but I know you listen to the band. Uh, okay. I, I don't think a lot. I mean, I I knew a lot of people listen to this band, but it wasn't as mainstream as like you know like Nirvana. Okay. So here we go. The squirrels and the birds come, gather round and sing the guitar. I know you know this already. Yeah. Oh. I can tell. You, I can tell you. It's it's Ben Folds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Ben Folds five, and the and the song is Kate. That's right. What Man, a great band. I love that song too it's so good it, dude the whole album's amazing it really is and hey i can i'll tell you what when we were all friends mm -hmm. when we were younger i'm the one that found that album did you <laughs> yes <laughs> it doesn't surprise I, me. I played it for now i don't know if this is the exact order of events it's an urban I legend it, for, it is an urban legend <laughs> but i started I, I forget if I was picking you up or a couple of other of our friends, and I was like, guys, you've got to check this out. Like, their their radio song is really boring, but listen to the rest of the album. And it was just, like, mind blown. Was the radio one Brick? Yes. Yeah. It's still a good song, but no, the rest of it's amazing. Right. It's, it is. I actually like Brick. Mm -hmm. But Ben Folds 5, that album is fantastic. I Unfortunately, I never think Ben Ben Folds and his, his other bandmates, because he kind of ditched his bandmates after that album, I don't think they ever lived up to that album again not that, that not that they had to there's nothing saying they need to but that album is still today ben folds in my opinion ben folds is the best album oh yeah yeah i remember uh uh one angry dwarf that song yeah it's the opening it's the opening yeah that uh it wouldn't be dwarf anymore would it it'd be one, one oh, angry, yeah i know uh, one yes. angry regular person <sighs> i i don't know i don't I, well and he's referring to himself in that song because he's picked on Oh, a lot right okay. you know he's that song is about him getting picked on and getting angry because or not getting angry but look he he was he's now successful so he's kind of using the term i i, I want to say non-derogatively i guess i don't know probably 
probably too much for this show. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe another show. But no, I I enjoyed the Urban Legends segment. I think we should uh, revisit that again because there were so many more. I have so many here, so many. Yeah, we'll definitely do another uh, section of Urban Legends again. Uh, but yeah, I think for uh, for this one we're gonna we're gonna call it, man. Let's wrap this one up. That was All fun. right, that sounds that sounds great. Yeah, so guys, thanks for uh, tuning in for another one, and we'll see you next Monday. Talk to you next time. <laughs>